This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, chartered financial analyst and certified financial planner professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi, everyone. It's Philip Mock with the Retirement Detective Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to walk through five financial wellness back-to-school tips since it is the beginning of school for a lot of kids out there. So I figured since they're starting off the school year, why not have a quick checkup on things financially? We'll dive into that in today's episode. Whether you have kids that are headed back to school or grandchildren that are perhaps headed back to school, this time period is back to school for many kids across the country. I have two headed back to school this week myself, and they're they're super excited. They're still at an age where they get excited about it. As they get older, I know they're going to dread it more and more, but at this point, they're still quite excited about it. As part of going back to school, that for a lot of families means supply checklists and having to go to the store and buy a bunch of school supplies or or perhaps new clothes, a new backpack, definitely a change in routine for the parents, scheduling drop-off and pickup and bus stops and pickup times for the bus and all that good stuff. So as a part of a reevaluation for family schedules, I thought maybe... Today's episode could be about financial checkup. Since it's back to school time, we can get our finances in order for the next school year. So I have five quick tips to walk you through uh, to get your finances a little more well for the school year. And they're all pretty easy. I think you could probably accomplish most of these uh, in the course of perhaps an afternoon. So let's dive in. So my tip number one, and of course, you know, back to school had to go with something that's education related. So tip number one is to check on your savings trajectory in your college savings accounts, whether it's for a child or a grandchild or some other relative, but check on those savings levels. So for instance, did you get a raise this year? Did you get a bonus? Is there an opportunity to accelerate your savings trajectory perhaps from where it has been if you have a financial plan you'd want to use that as a guidepost for where that savings level should be to accomplish those education goals but you know you might be able to accelerate that potentially if you've had a raise this year so that's part of it another part is it's probably time to do a rebalance on that Uh, Given where the stock market has moved so far this year, it might be time to rebalance that account. And really what I mean by that is, depending on your state 529 plans uh, investment lineup, or perhaps you're saving for college in a taxable account, or an account like a Uniform Gift to Minors Act account, or Uniform Transfer to Minor Act account, in any of those accounts, you're going to have some mix of cash and investments. And as the markets have 
performed well to some degree over the course of this year, you may find that those allocations have gotten a little out of whack and it might be time to just rebalance them back to what the targets are. Your kids and grandkids and family members that you're saving for are also now a year older. So it might be time to adjust their allocation based on their proximity to actually needing the funds. For a lot of families that are saving for education, they like to dial back the risk allocation as the proximity to school gets a little bit closer. So as the school beginning date gets closer and closer, that means reducing the equity allocation. Now, there are many schools of thought on this, and it's certainly not a requirement to do it that way, but that's what a lot of people do. So if you're in that boat, you're, now that your children are your older or your grandchildren are your older, it might be time to assess whether it's time to reduce equity a little bit as they're getting closer to actually needing that money, taking a little bit of risk off the table. So that's tip number one. Quick checkup on your savings for college for your kids and potentially grandkids. Number two, checking on your own personal savings accounts. So with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates so precipitously over the last few years, savings account rates are getting better and better each week. They're paying more and more interest as are money market accounts and, and other interest-bearing assets. As a result, you may find that those account balances have grown a little bit beyond what you're typically used to. And so I would encourage you to do a quick check on those savings balances to make sure they have not eclipsed the FDIC insurance limits. Now, rather than dive into what those limits are, I'd encourage you to go back to your podcast app wherever you consume this podcast and scroll down to episode number nine, or if your app shows it by date, it was March 30th, 2023, and I have a whole episode that talks about the FDIC limits, so I encourage you to check that out. But overall, the point is to take a look at your accounts and where they are in proximity of those FDIC limits and make sure you're staying underneath them to keep your funds safe. Also, I would check on how much you're actually saving into those savings accounts. Did you kind of like what we talked about with number one, did you get a raise? Is there an opportunity to increase your savings or increase the uh, savings towards a specific goal or objective that maybe you've set out there that you want to achieve, perhaps you might be in a better position to do so today. In the inverse, if you've had some necessary expenses lately, maybe you're on the other side and your savings is looking a little low. So it might be time to look at how do we shore that up? Can we use uh, extra cash flow to potentially bring that savings back up. As a general rule, I recommend that you keep three to six months of your expenses in liquid bank savings. And then any savings you want to do on top of that is, of course, great too. So if you're not in that three to six month category, I would suggest diverting some cash flow away from other goals until you can build your cash savings back up and then you can revert that money back to where it had been deployed. So that's number two, do a quick checkup on your cash savings accounts. Number three, do an overall allocation rebalance across all of your investment accounts. Now, it's usually a good idea to rebalance several times a year, 
large, varying, and strong opinions on how many times you should rebalance during the course of a year. I can't say for sure what my recommended number would be because I don't know your situation specifically, but uh, the, the average school of thought is one rebalance a year is probably not enough, and anything more than monthly is probably too much. So uh, no matter where you are on that scale, uh, the school start beginning of the year for the school year is probably a good benchmark to at least consider looking at doing a rebalance here for the third quarter. What does that mean? Well, if you have an objective allocation that's perhaps a certain percentage of equity and a certain percentage of income, or excuse me, a certain percentage of equity and a certain percentage of fixed income. So for example, maybe your objective is to be 50% in the stock market and 50% fixed income. Well, as the, the balances of those two asset classes go up and down with market movement, you may find that your accounts are a little out of balance from where you'd like them to be. They may have drifted to where there's too much equity, or maybe there's not enough equity. And in either case, you just make the trades that are appropriate for you and your accounts to get all of those back in alignment with where they should be. Maybe they're just fine and they don't require rebalance. That's fine too. I'm just saying it's worth taking a look to see. You should be systematic and consistent with your rebalances. So whether you believe in doing it once a year, twice a year, quarterly, monthly, or something in between, figure out what that cadence is and, and stick to it. The, the less emotional you can be about it, the better. That's generally served investors over the long term is to keep money invested, to rebalance on a systematic basis, and to not make emotional decisions when it comes to rebalancing and deploying money. So that's tip number three, do an overall allocation rebalance. Number four is to assess where you are with debt repayments. So I think for a lot of my listeners, are, are you're probably debt-free or, or nearly so, or maybe you use, you use debt as a form of leverage to increase your investment assets. But even then, I think it's wise to assess where you are with your liabilities and make sure you're, you're pleased with where those stand. Over the last 24 months, interest rates in the market have moved substantially. And while that does increase the rates on fixed income, it can also increase the rates on floating debt or any fixed rate debt that you acquired recently. If you have floating rate debt, depending on how that floating rate debt moves, what it's pegged to, you may find that your interest rate on that debt has risen to a level that you're not comfortable with anymore. And it's maybe time to reassess that and say, why did we take on this debt in the first place? Uh, did we have a specific financial objective for taking on this debt? Now that the interest rate is, you know, whatever it is, is that still appropriate for us? Is that appropriate in our circumstances? And is that a good allocation of resources compared to the next best alternative? Again, can't say whether or not you should pay off that debt or not. Based on your situation, I don't know enough about it, but what I can say is that it's, it's always wise to do a periodic reassessment. So with rates going up, I'd be reassessing any floating rate debt for what is that interest rate today? 
How do we feel about that? Do we want to make any changes? For any fixed rate debt, same thing. Especially if you acquired it recently, that fixed rate is probably higher than maybe if you'd acquired it two years ago. Are you still okay with that? If you have any excess cash flow, does it make sense to accelerate the payoff of these debts or not? My fifth tip, and perhaps the most important one on this list, is to start thinking about tax planning. The fall is a great time to look at tax planning and to be prepared to do tax moves that you want to make by the end of the year, before the end of the year, and also to put yourself in a good tax position for this coming year. So 2024 is right around the corner. We have less than four months before the end of this current tax year as of the date of this recording. So tax planning should be on your radar for the coming months. What is tax planning? Tax planning is basically taking stock of where you are so far this year, because for most, nearly all taxpayers are on a, individually are on a calendar year tax basis. So uh, the tax year is January 1st through December 31st. So now that we're into August, we're two thirds of the way approximately through that calendar. So I would be assessing what has my income been so far this year from all sources? What income do I expect for the rest of the year? What deductions have I been eligible for so far this year and or will be eligible for across the remainder of the year? What credits am I eligible for? to try to get a look at what is my tax owed based on what we know today, as if we were making a projection for the rest of the year, the last two or three months, well, three or four months of the year, so that you kind of have a picture of what your tax situation will be. Then, once you're armed with that information, then you can begin doing the real tax planning, which is saying, well, what if I did this? What if I did that? and assessing how that impacts your tax situation. So some examples of that might be, what if I make a deductible IRA contribution? What if I make a Roth conversion? What if I increase charitable contributions? So depending on your unique situation, you may find that there are opportunities to either accelerate income or decelerate income and defer that income into the future and that may or may not be appropriate for you based on the circumstances. So I would take a look. That's really all tax planning is, is being proactive about where your tax situation is today, where is it projected to be, and what changes, if any, are appropriate for you and your situation as it relates to accomplishing all the goals that you have. Take a look at your tax situation and see if there's anything you can do to improve that picture between now and the end of the year. All right, that's all for today's episode. To summarize the five tips for getting yourself in back to school order with your finances are to check on your college savings for your kids and grandkids, check on your own personal savings, do an overall account rebalance across all of your investment accounts, assess debt that you have, and finally, get ready to do some tax planning. I hope you found this episode helpful. 
I encourage you to go to our podcast website at www.retirementdetective.com. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. This recording strictly is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The Retirement Detective Podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. The Retirement Detective Podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions. This podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to such is for entertainment purposes only.